things first. Terrifier 2 updates. Yeah, what can you tell us? I mean, only because people have been asking us, and I'm like, ah! Stop. Oh, they've been asking you too, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Imagine what we go through. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, last time I talked to them, it was next year. Yeah. It is still next year. <laughs> it's definitely 2022. Um, I mean, all I can say is we're just, we're in post-production. We're not trying to rush it just for the sake of getting it out. Um, so right now, I mean, everything is being worked on simultaneously. It's edited. Um, so the color correction, the, the score, the little visual effects, you know, it's a very heavy practical effects movie. But, it is. Of course. But it's beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's all being worked on. But it's, it's edited, it's done, and then as soon as it's nice enough, we're going to start shopping it around to distributors. So as soon as possible, but... Definitely, I would say early 2022. Yeah. 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 Knock on wood. Right. You know, I, I proposed it to be a Valentine's Day horror movie. I told you guys in Atlanta, we need like an art love story with somebody. You know, he always has some sort of uh, interest, some sort of female yes. interest that he uh, fixates on. So we could definitely play that angle off. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I, I got an idea too, and I, I keep on pestering him about it because, like, on, on February 22nd, I actually like this. It's, it's, <laughs> That's gonna be two 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 twenty two, and like it's on a Tuesday as well. So like, Terrifier Tuesday. Get it? Like this is a perfect day. It is just like yeah, that's perfect. That I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I, I'm obsessed with number patterns, so I'm just like that's cool. <laughs> Um, so tell us, you know, art is a great villain, a villain we love to hate. What does it take to make a villain like that? Uh, a rusty hacksaw, and, uh, <laughs> and again, a nice sense of humor. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing how how it took off pretty organically. You know, just being a horror fan, loving growing up with all the slashers. You know, when I finally got into filmmaking and I wanted to create my own slasher, it was just like, now, what do I want to see as a fan that I'm not quite getting anymore? Because even at the time when I made him, I felt like I wasn't quite getting the slasher that I grew up loving. Yeah. So he really is a, like a love letter to all the slashers that I grew up. There's a little piece of all the greats in him, like literally across, you know, down the line. So that's really, it's a testament to, to that, just being a fan, honestly. And, you know, he's really, you know, he has a pretty cool look. I think that goes a long way. Yeah. And then you put this guy into the costume and then you get something special. So. Forget about it, yeah. Yeah? Forget about it. Forget about it. You know, I have to say that um, I, I work in a restaurant uh, part-time and my... Uh, Hello, server, Blair. I'm getting some feedback from you. Um, she said, tell me a story about the first time she watched Terror. She's obsessed with it, loves it. And then she said to me, she goes, you know, I was just sleeping and it was on the TV, just lulling me to sleep. And then my roommates came in, what are you watching? <laughs> and I said, of course. <laughs> Doesn't everybody go to sleep to Terrifier? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she probably walked in during the hacksaw. Sure, that's how, because that's how it always goes. It's like when you're watching something you shouldn't be watching, that's when someone walks into the room. It never yeah. fails. It's like, I, I, I swear, I'm watching Shakespeare, and you come into the one scene where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> never fails. So on, on our podcast, we ask each other when we're talking about a movie, uh, what's your favorite kill? What's your favorite kill? Favorite kill in Terrifier? Yeah. Oh, it's the hacksaw scene before. I, I like the, the decapitation scene with the, the exterminator because I think that's a really cool one. It's a it's a really good decapitation scene too. It's just like making him to a human pest dispenser. It's just like that was a lot of fun to do. Plus, there's an inside joke with that as well, is because uh, the actor that plays Mike Levy is a uh, is um production team, uh, Fuzz and Lens Films, they are the guys that started the whole scary clown craze, basically, back oh. in the day, before Wrinkles and Clown was doing this. He was the Staten Island clown that was going around Staten Island, New York, dressed up as a clown and just standing out in public and freaking people out. <laughs> so this is kind of like, yeah, I killed Staten Island clown. <laughs> um, we also loved, we just covered Terrifier on our show, and we really loved um, the steve lantern Yes. <laughs> We want one. We want a steam lantern um, I want to ask you, we did this in Atlanta, can we demonstrate that hacksaw kill? I think we have to. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Just don't fall off the stage. Well, we're, we're our stages are getting smaller and smaller. And just, so let me, you can just walk. 
I'm gonna supervise. She's gonna supervise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, David can be on the outside. And oh, great! We'll do, we'll do it sideways. Yeah, this is. Yes, it's good. Oh, boy. So she's gonna supervise. All right. Now we haven't rehearsed this, so it's been a while. Okay, ready? But we know how it goes. All right, ready? There we go. Do it, do it, dude. Cover your eyes. <laughs> should have said that before. <laughs> Could not have done it without you. Yes. I'm um, going to be an OBGYN now. Art the clown. Yeah. We're um, split on that idea, though. <laughs> so, obviously, the practical effects in this are, are great. You know, um, is there a particular effect that you're really proud of or that you had to be extra creative with? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely, I am the most proud of the hacksaw scene because we knew going into it that that was going to be. If we pulled it off, that was going to be the, the showstopper, the scene that everybody talked about. So we made sure that we took the most amount of time, um, you know, crafting those prosthetics and making them look as cool as possible. And, uh, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to my producer, Phil, who did the, he's not a makeup artist by any means, but he let me use his house to do all the effects in. And he, he was um, by my side the entire time. Um, and he wanted to, he just wanted to learn, thought it was so cool. And he would push me further every time to make it cooler and better. He just loved what I was doing. And originally, I don't think it was going to be as maybe graphic, especially the uh, the full body shot. I was like, you know, we could probably just get like a mannequin. And I could take it apart and then make the limbs kind of move like more realistically. He's like, look, he's like, you do all this stuff. You're casting heads. This guy, that guy. He's like, cast the whole body. Let's make this whole, you know, realistic, you know, gelatin body. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Let's just go all the way and do that. So we did that, uh, and another testament to Catherine for literally letting us mold her entire body. That was a whole ordeal. That was insane. And then, um, you know, that scene just doesn't exist without her commitment and her you know, dedication to that scene was so crucial. Um, and everything you see is really happening to her. There's really no trickery. She's really hanging upside down by her ankles, and we're hurrying, rushing every, every take to get that, get an effect, because we have blood pumps going, and... You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. Someone's upside down for how long? How long could they stay? And then they start getting lightheaded, and she's getting, you know, it was it was intense. But uh, we got through it. We knew we knew if we pulled it off, it was gonna be something special. So we just kept telling ourselves that, and it paid off. Thankfully. And she was really something special because every time I see that scene, I'm like, it. Not only is the effects good, but it's such a vulnerable position for someone to be in. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a lot of trust. Very, very much. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, I also like, um, it doesn't get talked about too much, but for me, um, I love the first gunshot to Jenna's head. Like, if yeah. you play it in slow motion, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, the way I actually had her, normally the way you would make that is, like, I would mold her, I would get a mold of Jenna's head, and I would just sculpt the fake forehead and do all this kind of stuff, like, pretty, you know, way ahead of time, and then I would have this fake forehead to apply. But I didn't have time to do that, so I actually had to create it on set in the moment out of mortician's wax, which is a very old school, primitive technique. So we actually, in order for it to look the best it could be, I, I actually had her laying on the floor in the lighting I knew I was gonna use in the scene so I could actually mold it and paint it under that light so it looked as good. Because sometimes you do it in like a room like this. Sure. I do the makeup and then I bring her into this blue room or whatever, and the makeup, you're like, oh my God, that's not what it looked like in there. And you know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, so she had to stay on that cold floor, no heat for God knows why. It probably took me an hour to sculpt. I'm basically sculpting a forehead on her, which was like very crude. It's like you know, being an actual sculptor. Um, but, you know, blood pump hidden underneath and everything like that. But that came out really cool. That was like an old school thing, but I like that. Yeah. They're late to class. Detention. So, tell us, you know, um, for Art the Clown, how did you kind of like? What was your process for creating kind of his physical mannerisms? Because that's so key to that character. Um. Well, first of all, I went back and watched Mike Ginelli, the original Art of the Clown from All Hallows Eve, watch his performance just so I could get the core basics of the character. So, because I want, I wanted to keep faithful to what he had brought to it, and he he did some amazing things with the character, creating it like that. So that made my job a lot easier. 
But also, I wanted to add because it is one of these things that Damien actually said in the uh, the casting notice for the character. You want someone that had you know, a, a background in physical comedy and you're clowning. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to bring more of that aspect to the character, and and that's what my background really is in physical comedy. I, I for years, decades, I was doing a lot of like physical comedy, like plays, uh, children's theater, and. But I, I was influenced a lot growing up by the great physical comedians of old from back in the silent film era, you know, Keaton, Chaplin, all them, all the way through like Marx Brothers and then like Rowan Atkinson was Mr. Bean and Doug Jones, Jim Carrey. And, and so I was like, I, I want to bring more of that to this character because you don't see that a lot. And I, I think that's also a cool thing to see that with a villain in a horror film. That's something that's very unique. And I also had a really good mentor from, for five years when I was lucky enough to understudy him on uh, the tour of How the Grinch Stole Christmas the Musical, which I was actually here in 2012 with. And um, it was Stefan Carl, who was Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town, if anybody's familiar with that show. It was a kid's show. And Stefan was a trained professional with uh, clowning and physical comedy. And so he, he really took me under his wing and really just helped fine tune all my the, the skills I've been developing my whole entire life. And so that was really fresh in my mind when I got cast in Terrifier. So I, I did a lot, I, I, a lot of times I was like, how would Stefan approach this scene? And I'm like, okay, now I, I know what I'm going to do here. So I, I'll do a lot of that with the character. And of course, I, I took some things from the great villains of old, especially like Freddy Krueger was a huge influence, and the Joker was a big influence on me. But I tried to pet, put little bits and pieces of area hard on, like you said earlier, like in art, and just kind of blended all that together. And that's what came out. Yeah. So. Another topic we do on our show is we have an epic line segment. Now, art doesn't talk, but everyone else does. And you wrote it, Damien. Do you guys have an epic line? Got him. That was a happy accident, too. I was just goofing around Samantha on set when I was just like, whoop. <laughs> Yeah, that, Your only uh, line. yeah, that, my one line. <laughs> totally improvised, but I, I would say my my favorite line is. Uh, oh, I got one. Yeah, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> but it's, I, I can't remember it verbatim, but it's what I used to really you know develop the the character of art is um, the 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 uh, the cap lady is like she she says basically he's doing this because he finds it to be funny. And because I was like, what's his motivation? That's his whole thing. It's like he's an anti-clown. He he does this not to like clowns are you know supposed to bring joy and merriment to other people to you know, but art is there to bring pain and misery to other people for his own amusement, his own joy, and that's what makes him laugh. And I was like, there there's the character for me. So to me, that's my favorite line. I love when he walks into the pizzeria and the guy goes, you gotta see the shape of this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. You know, totally different type of response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really deep in the alley. Okay. Can you so tell he's from Staten Island? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was, what was um, one of the most fun scenes for you guys to shoot? Oh, the pizzeria scene by far. Uh, I was the most comfortable in that scene because we actually had heat in there, so that was great. I had a bathroom I could actually use with running water. So it's yeah. wonderful because like the the main building we filmed most of the movie in had no heat, no running water, or anything. So I love that. But also that scene, I really got to just really explore the character so much more, and you know, there's so many layers to that character, and you see them all in that scene. You don't like you don't have to have a lot of exposition like they usually have to do in most of these movies for the film. You knew everything you really need to know about the character from that one scene. You see his his creepiness. You see that little funny side of him, but you also see his just vicious, malicious side too later on. And it's like it's it's, it's a great scene, and I, that's also a scene I got to play around a lot with too. And I had all the faces I was making, all that kind of stuff. I just it, I, I I felt like I was able to bring my my personality to the character a lot in that scene. That's what I really liked. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> 100%. So, do we have any audience questions? Uh, 
one uh, happens to me all the time. <laughs> when art gets uh, shot, you know, he dies terribly. But when the coroner or the doctor opens him, he comes back alive. Will you explain how he survived that in the second film? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I say this. Um, we really, in part two, we really explore the supernatural elements of, because every slasher eventually comes back from the dead Sunday, whether it's part six or if they do it quicker. It's, it's inevitable because you can't have that many really intense confrontations between your protagonist and your antagonist. I mean, these movies end with them going, you know, tit for tat, just like heavy blows, and the killer always, you know, so I'm like, let's just kill him, and now let's go right into the supernatural, bring him back. But instead of just saying, all right, he's back, and we don't know how or what did this, like, let's really make that a character, and let's explore that big time. So it's a really pivotal element in, in the sequel, for sure. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Uh, what was the inspiration for allowing Mark the Clown to have a gun? Because most slashers or everything like that, you know, they have their primary weapons. Mm -hmm. Freddy has glove, Michael Myers has, you know, his knife, but he has a backup. To me, that's like a sign of like, hey, this is my safety net. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I never wanted him to be like, tied down to one weapon, because I figure that's gonna get really boring. So that's why I gave him that whole, bag of tricks basically that is a big garbage bag that he could walk around and especially like in these movies when the character the killer doesn't have um like a bag of tricks or something he has to go and find these weapons or you know it's too much of a hassle so i'm like let him just be carrying around this bag and whenever he wants he could pull out whatever he wants from this bag so that's right there it's like i can give him whatever um but the gun i actually gave him the gun way back when i made the terrifier short film i think in 2010 or something like that um because I'm always trying to test myself or challenge myself and say like, what little things can I do differently that I haven't seen a slasher do? And especially at that time, not to like bring this down, but I mean like all like the, the shootings started happening, the school shootings and like guns were just such a really horrifying thing. And I was like, can I put a gun in the hands of a slasher like Jason or Michael Myers and it be actually be scary and it used as a, a slasher would use it. So. That's what I did, I, I did it in the short film and nobody saw that coming. It's the scene when he pulls up next to them driving and all of a sudden he just pulls the gun out and shoots the driver. I mean, when I showed that to people, they were like, what, you know, yeah. it was insane. So I liked that reaction, so I said, we're gonna use that again in the feature, but I'll do it in a, in a different way, in a, in, a more, uh, in a more like crucial part of the movie and have to take out the lead, uh, the lead actress. So pull like a Janet Lee. And it's a very it's a very polarizing part of the movie. People despise it. Some people yeah. say, "Oh, you broke some kind of slasher code that I didn't know existed." Yeah. But that's what we do. We, we break rules. You know, that's what we do. Yeah, they all say it's too easy, and I I love Art's cool. vulnerability because he gets like really upset sometimes yeah. when things do not work how yeah. he that's wants them to work. Like the plastic bag breaks, or he can't get through that collarbone. Right, he runs out of bullets, and then he has to go get another clip. He's like, oh. He's so annoyed. So annoyed. <laughs> and it's an acne product. All <laughs> <laughs> well, those little human moments, I think, are what make people really like the character. Yeah. It's more relatable, and you know that there's you know that there's something human going on yeah. upstairs, even yeah. though he's this really vile, you know. Fantasy laden horror villain. I, I love when like the bag breaks. He's like, I'm so confused right now. Yeah. What just happened? It's not supposed to. You're not supposed to figure that out. Should have got a name. You should have got a name brand, man. Yeah. <laughs> be the same technology. stuff the bag's made out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. But the, I, I like the gun. A lot of people they really didn't like it, but I thought it was cool. I thought it added to his uh, originality. Yeah. For sure, and also it, it adds to his character, which is he is he is so unfair. Like that, that's the most important part. He will do anything. He doesn't care about any codes. He doesn't live by any code. Are you kidding me? He's the what most, rules? There's yeah. no rules. Yeah. yeah. 
He's gonna do whatever he has to do to win, to piss off the audience, to do whatever he's gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> we piss people off. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that was the most fun thing is seeing that the first time with an audience and just seeing all the different reactions that happened at the same time to that one bit. It was just like, oh, then you had people scream because they generally got scared and surprised. You had other people scream because they're mad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bullcrap. I thought that felt so uh, good. It was great. It was great. Other people were just laughing. Yeah, they're like, that's awesome. They're going to Absurd. Yeah, it's wow. yeah. great. It's, uh, that, that's any, it's, it's great to have these kind of moments because that's a very rare occasion in the movie where you have so many different reactions happening at the same time like that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I wish every movie experience is like that. <laughs> I've been to very few movies where it's like that. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. pretty special, guys. Pretty cool. Any other questions? Uh, you there, sir. Um, how long do, do it like, take to get all the gore and details right in the movie? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> you said the gory details, all that stuff? Oh boy. It, it could take a long time sometimes, yeah. And what sucks is usually all that stuff happens at the end of the day. It's like, cause you have to shoot the scene first or else nothing works. So it, this is unanimous, like this happens on every set, even big Hollywood movies. They always push the special effects till the last part of the day. And they're the hardest, most technical, trickiest things to get right. And a lot of times for a horror movie, they're one of the most, if not the most important part of the movie. That's what yeah. a lot of people come in, they want to see the gore, they want to see coming. Yeah. We'll try and give you extra stuff and more substance and depth if we can, but you want, see, you want to see this girl get cut in half, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, and, and then there you are and you're really going overtime and you're spending hours and hours and before, you know, the sun's coming up and you're still trying to get it and people are miserable, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I mean, movies aren't really fun to make at all. They're very, very stressful. We, we surround ourselves with a lot of great, funny people. We keep everything light, but it's really, usually we're filming in horrible environments with no heat and like, the hours are super long and uh, it's just more uncomfortable than, than anything else, but we put in a lot of work to make sure that it comes out as good as it could be. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw some other ones out there. So since Art is a silent character, I guess what does it take in the casting process to know that, yes, I'm gonna choose David to play Art, but then also for David, what do you have to do in the audition part for that? Mm -hmm. You can say it. I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can see his audition. It's, it's online. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So um, I knew it really sucked when I had to replace my buddy Mike, who was the original Art the Clown, and he didn't want to play him anymore. Because I'm like, oh my god, I already he made He said he wasn't an actor to begin with. He's just not an actor, just my buddy as I was growing up making films and short films, and I needed people to experiment on doing my special effects. He was, I always had Mike, and I was just pulling the side and be like, ah, oh, you know, I want to test this bullet hit, you know? And I would do that, and then I'm like, oh, I'm making a short film, I'm like, I need this clown character. I'm like, I know you don't act, but you don't have to. I'm like, you just gotta like sit sit there, I'm like, you know, the makeup, the costume's gonna do a lot of the work, I just need you to smile, you just do this, walk from A to B, blah, 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 you know? But he did, he brought a lot of cool stuff to that character, he really did. Um, but then he didn't want to do it, because he's not an actor, and like we were just talking about, like the, the amount of hours and how grueling it is, like he was like, I just don't want to go through this, you know, again. So I was like, all right. So everything that worked and people loved Art the Clown, I'm like, now we gotta start from scratch and I gotta replace the most, the only thing that definitely worked was Art the Clown. So I'm like, well, now that I know that I can start from scratch, what I really would have loved is to have an actor who's taller and thinner because to me that's way creepier. If he could be like really lanky and look like <laughs> So Dave was probably the fourth person to come into the audition to play as soon as he walked in I'm like I'm like right there I'm like this is the guy and then he smiles and I'm like, this is the guy. And I'm like don't fuck this up and, like, and that's where I got scared because I'm so used to getting scripts before an audition and this is my first time get doing a feature film audition, I've always just done stage work and everything like that, so it's like, oh god, I go in there and they don't have scripts, and I'm like, I never got a script, and I'm like, well, you should have gotten a script, and I'm like, but not them, but like, uh, the, the, the people on the lobby, and I'm like, ow, crud, <laughs> and they call me into the room, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I didn't get a script, <laughs> and they're like, oh, it was me and my producer filming, yeah. just us, yeah, so. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't need one, I'm like, oh, yeah, he doesn't talk. I'm like, okay. 
so what do I do? <laughs> They're like, yeah, just come up with a scene where you're very happy about decapitating somebody and go. I'm like, uh, okay, and I went. And I, I don't know where this came from in my head. Just I don't know what this says about me, but I came up with this whole scene where I'm like, just cartoonishly snuck behind my victim, knocked him out, took out a hacksaw, sawed off his head, picked up the head, tasted the blood, didn't like the taste, so I took out a salt shaker and I seasoned it. And I'm like, this is good, kind of bathing the blood a little bit, and I'm like, just skip down the merry way. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> You're like, that's the guy. Yep. That's, that's the guy. And, uh, he, he really enjoyed what he was doing, and, that, and that's what I wanted to see. And he was very animated. He said so gleeful. Yes. yes. That's actually, that was the that was the I said, I said, be very gleeful about it. Um, and he nailed it. He nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. And then I was like, yeah, let's, I mean, there's no point even looking at other people. I said, let's have this guy come back and put the prosthetic on him and have him do this again. Yeah. That, my, my final audition really was uh, the after they had put the makeup on me, they had just ordered pizza. They're like, this is your final audition. Go answer the door. <laughs> in the <day> was... <laughs> it was like middle of the day in Staten Island during the summer, and I'm like, answer the door, and I open the door, and I just stand there, and the pizza guy's like, <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> and I was like, get the money. <laughs> Did you record that? <laughs> no, I wish we had. Oh. It was just like, it was just the reaction. Screen test. Yeah. Right? Makes a better story now. We can embellish. That's in Terrifier 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, it was great. And then I, at one point I went out to the yard too, because like the Nate, like our producers, the house we were using, his neighbors were out or something like that. A little kid was out in the yard and I come out and the kid just goes running away and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Hi. I guess I'm scary. I saw some other ones out yeah. there. You? Yeah. Uh, okay, so art is very silent, obviously, but shows an, a crazy amount of emotions. Yes. There is sound effect when he shows a certain emotion. Who came up with that? Would that be the director or the sound effect? Wait, so what specific part? Like, well, oh. multiple times he shows his emotion. He smiles and like. Oh, and I'll put like a zing or something like that yeah. to accentuate like what he's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Try is that all you? Yeah, yeah. Nice. My favorite ones when I do the little shh and then you hear the steam. You hear yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not exactly a shh, but right, it's, a, right. it's a sound effect mm -hmm. that should that was, like a shh. That, those were amazing, and I just I love you. Oh, thank you. Amazing. <laughs> that's why part two is taking so long to come out. Um, oh. I'm not even kidding. It's it's the sound design is taking forever oh, because <laughs> I'm obsessed with sound design and I I, I put so much texture so many layers mm -hmm. and just like you know the sienna character who's the the hero in in this movie the final girl if you've seen the teaser you see she's in like this angel the valkyrie costume the whole so you know it's like this leather costume and she's wearing high heels and she's got all this jewelry in her hair and she's got the chain mail on the sides so literally she's in that costume for the last probably 40 minutes of the movie so every time she takes a footstep or turns, like this, the, the microphone does not pick any of that up. So I have to go in and if she turns her head, I have to add a piece of jewelry, I have to add leather, I have to add her high heel, I have to put echoes on it, I have to do like all the, and I mean, you're talking thousands upon thousands. That's just footsteps for one character, footsteps and head turns. You know what I mean? So like people don't, you know, not that you guys don't realize, but like even like my crew members are like, come on, let's go, where is it? I'm like, you have no idea like what, yeah, what I'm doing. I have footsteps to put in. And then you show them the scene and they're like, oh, they don't even realize it's there. You would know if it's not there. You would know something sounds very cheap and hollow. But like those are, when you see a movie, you have no idea how many layers of things are going on. Foley artists are amazing yeah, to yeah. me. It's like, I've always thought Foley work was just one of the coolest things to watch. I love watching them do it. Oh, it's like, amazing. It's so yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. It makes me just want to like gather up a bunch of things and start like, snapping them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and making them together and seeing what it sounds like. They get really creative with things. Yeah, they it's do. Like, it's like just a snap of a bone or something like that. It's like celery or yeah. bread, something yeah. like that. It's like, wow. Just, like, how, they, how they come up with those ideas like this is what this should sound like but they're not using what it, that actually makes that sound mm -hmm. and it's just like that's no, so it's gotta be logical in life it's yeah. fascinating yeah um i think i saw another one out there there we are mm -hmm. no okay well that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um 
So, uh, you know, you guys talked about like, uh, you know, having fun on set and everything. Um, was there a particularly like funny moment that, you know, sticks with you guys? Um, just like something really funny on set. My, my favorite, you said the pizzeria was your favorite scene. That was probably the most comfortable we were. But the funniest thing was when he was riding that little bicycle. <laughs> that was the last night we were in that location. Um, it was like four o'clock in the morning. There was all kinds of crazy drama going on behind the scenes. Like we had to get out of there immediately. Um, and he was just doing that scene and I was like crying. Like I was, I was like, it was like hysteria just like set in. Every time he was trying to ride that, they had so much footage of him falling off the bike. Like when he crashes and falls, like that was real. I didn't tell him to do that. I just put it in the movie because I was killing him. So like, yeah. And I was just letting the camera roll and I'm just watching him and just hysterical laughing. I mean, we had it like 20 minutes ago and I still just, I'm just watching him just ride the bike. Go again, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> had that happen to me several times. Stuff that happens like that on, on the stage. That's, that's what I love yeah. about live theaters when stuff like that goes wrong. I remember like back when I was in college at this play called The Haunted Theater. We had so many, I, I played one of the bad guys, we were like these three burglars that busted in like to a, a theater and kids were in it and stuff like that. And we were like the three stooges basically. And I was the curly of the bunch. And at one point I am supposed to fall asleep on stage and they cover me up with a blanket and like well, a white sheet. And I get woken up by the kids and I jump up and I have the sheet over and so I look like a ghost. Okay. And the other burglar is supposed to like do a whole thing with me on do si do with each other. And he's supposed to point me in the direction of the stage wings. I was supposed to run into the side of the stage and boom, you know, do a pratfall. But he went too far and made it so I went to the front of the stage and I went running right off the front of the stage. And I was like, whoa! They <laughs> kept going with the scene. And was, and but that same performance, I, I also had a whole routine where I was every time we sat down in this chair, the chair would fall up on me and something like that. So I had a whole trying to sit down in a chair routine and it gets wrapped around my, it, it changed every night. And this one night it got wrapped around my leg and so I'm like trying to get it off my leg and I'm on the floor and it hits me in the back of the head and the whole tire chair just shatters, but it's covered in all these cobwebs. So it's all just hanging there in pieces and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got a mobile. And I'm like, <laughs> it was just weird stuff. Like, that's why I love those little happy accidents. So it was like with the, the whole crash. And when I saw that on screen, I was like, I was dying. I'm like, oh my God, you kept that in. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I'm clumsy myself, so I can relate. I, I tumble over all the time. It's true. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So there are horror video games. If uh, art was ever offered to be a killer in said video game, would you allow that? Oh, in a heartbeat, oh, yeah. Yes. I wish we could get them in, what is it, Dead by Daylight? Dead by Daylight, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I, I want that, I want to be a DLC character for Mortal Kombat one day. I'm just like, I'm gonna go fight it. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Boom, come on, man. So, what does it take to impress you guys in a horror movie? Like, what what would it take in a horror movie that you would really say, like, okay, yeah, that that's legit? Trying to think of like a new movie. I would think of some kind of clever twist or something like that they have in there or something. Because I'm I'm the type of person I always figure out who the killer is and all that. I, I'm always calling it just for the get-go. So if someone can surprise me like that or they do something that I've never seen before, like a really creative kill or something like that, or just yeah, you know, I, I love to I love to see something new and fresh. Like when I saw the, the movie, the, the Final Girls, I was like, this is a really cool, fresh take on slasher movies. I was like, that was a really creative movie. I, I, I love that. I love them like uh, uh, Happy Death Day when that came out. It's like, this is really creative yeah. and fun. I'm like, because I, I think a lot of times now, a lot of people forgot how to have fun with these things. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I, I like to see a little bit of comedy, even because it's like, I think comedy and horror works so well together because it takes the audience on a better ride. Because if it's just constant, just downer, 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 death, 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 you, you kind of get desensitized after a while. Then when you have it's those little- dep It's depressing. Yeah. Like, and also when something is so intense, if Terrifier didn't have comedy in it- Oh God. Oh, yeah. you'd, you'd go insane by the end, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Without that release of laughter. It's true. It depends what kind of movie it is, though, because that, like, a movie like The Exorcist, you know, you know, has no, no, you no, comedy. no comedy. No comedy. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. You know, it still even has that. But it's just, I mean, a movie like that is just perfection. So yeah. I definitely don't look for comedy in my horror movies. I'm actually, I actually don't like horror movies that have a lot of comedy. And there's, there's a few that I absolutely love. Like Return of the Living Dead is one of my favorite movies yeah. of all so time. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a perfect yeah. example yeah. of comedy and horror. You, you have but, to learn to do it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think I like the Scream movie. Like, like they did it really Hello, well. Oh man, that was great. Yeah, yeah, like the comedy in Terrify works organically because it's built into like art's DNA. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it, it's actually it's actually really easy for me to write. A lot of that stuff comes very natural. Like when I write the script, a lot of the jokes and stuff like that. And then when we get together, we just turn into something else. But um, yeah, but it's not my style to go for sure. laughs, and I don't have characters that are constantly making jokes or anything like that. Um, but I think like what would shock me or I'd love to see moving forward is like, I think movies now rely way too much on nostalgia and just like mm -hmm. trying to recapture things that we all grew up loving. And it, to yeah. me, it never works. It always falls flat. Yeah. And nothing nothing feels <laughs> unique anymore. Everything feels like it's losing its soul. Like, uh, so. Well, everything feels like a remake of a remake of, of a, a remake, remake exactly. nowadays. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh so. so yeah. Do we have any more audience questions? Are all Hollows even Terrifier connected? They are not connected, no. So, um, because All Hollows Eve, I never wanted to make that movie. It was just, you know, I made the short film Terrifier. After I made the short film The Night Circle, I kept using Art the Clown. And then the producer of All Hollows Eve, he had that project in mind. And he was already looking for Halloween-based short films on YouTube that were already made that he could just, you know, put into this movie. I talked him into letting me be the only filmmaker and it'd be my choice because he wanted to have different filmmakers. So that was the opportunity presented to me at the time. You know, it was cool. It was going to be my first opportunity to have a movie put on DVD and released in stores and things like that. So like, we'll do that. But it was never the direction I intended for the character to go in. So it has no connection to Terrifier. Um, but I did, as you can see, like if you did see All Hallows Eve, I do recycle a lot of ideas. There were things that I loved from the short film and stuff that I always wanted to put into the feature, you know, little things that, that yeah. like the gun and the plastic bag yeah. and like the shits, you know, when you brought the show on the, the walls of the bathroom like that. Yeah. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's not even here. <laughs> we covered all Hallows Eve on the podcast and I did say, I said, I think that you guys took the best aspects of all Hallows Eve and made Terrifier with it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Thank right? You. Having to break it up. You know, and it was an we, anthology, which is very difficult to break down. Yeah, sure. yeah. You know. I hope we did that with, seriously, with Terrifier 2. Like, we really tried to take all the things that people love, that we keep hearing. Like, whatever tone worked, the comedy that worked, everything, like, the kills. Put all of that in, and, but now in the middle of this completely different, fantastic, like, larger-than-life. Mm -hmm. It's like, really, the whole thing is cranked up to an 11. Like, it's really... It's really close. It's very different. The tone, the overall tone and atmosphere is so drastically different yeah. than the first Terrifier. Yeah. So I'm so, so excited for you guys to see it. It's not like you're walking into Terrifier 1 again. It's not going to be the same thing where you're bored. It's so fresh, but it has all the stuff that you love. So, so interesting. Yeah. You gave me a, a teeny preview in Atlanta, yes, right. and I, uh, I was like, wow, this is awesome, oh, <laughs> and cool. different, and great, and yeah. my theater-loving heart was like, <laughs> I seriously just got so much even more excited about Terrifier 2 right uh, now. Like, <laughs> I saw, yes ma'am. I just want to say, we were not bored, we were captivated. Thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Wrong I swear I saw another hand going back here somewhere. Who was it? Show yourself. Come on, don't be shy now. Caroline Sims. Um, yeah, you'll see. Um, so how many looks would you say that Art the Clown went through before you settled on the final version? And do you have a, a favorite version. that wasn't the final version? Yeah. Um, wow. I'd say at least four four looks. This is a crazy thing. No, Nobody knows this. I, I tried to... In between, I think, The Ninth Circle and Terrifier, the short film, I tried to make a, a feature with Art the Clown and two other demons. It's, it, it was basically uh, Rob Zombie's 31. Way before, way before 31. Like, it was the exact same plot. It was like they abduct these people, they, they wake up in this abandoned place, and they're being like hunted. And, by him. and Art the Clown was like the main villain in it. And he actually looked different, and his uh, makeup scheme was a little different. He didn't have like just the black circle; it was like more defined and pointy. 
terrible, like wrong direction. It wasn't, it wasn't right. I went back, ah, oh, thank God I went back to the original design. But, um, terrible fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, originally in, in the ninth circle, uh, the makeup was also, the prosthetic was a lot more subtle. It wasn't as defined, uh, it wasn't as like pointy. This eyes weren't as sunken in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> I broke art. I love that joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, a lot, a lot of looks, yeah, before I settled in on that. But yeah, the way he looked in Terrifier, the short film, which is the way he still looks now, which yeah. is Dave is physically different, so he looks different. But it's the same prosthetic, it's the same makeup uh, scheme on his face. We do have some people fooled because we just had a guest on our show, Taylor, and he loves Terrifier. And he loves All Hallows Eve, and he thought it was the same guy. So that's a testament to Mike, with Mike, 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 as well as you for taking over the reins in such a great way that he thought it was the same guy. Nice. So, yeah. So what was something important that you both learned in the process of making Terrifier? And even like maybe something that, you know, you learned in Terrifier 1 that you kind of took with you into Terrifier 2? Patience. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, because there's, um, Terrifier was my first film, so I'm, I'm you know, a stage actor. I've done some, ex I've done some extra work and stuff like that, but like Terrifier was really my first time being on set for hours and hours and hours and hours, and I'm like, there's so much hurry up and wait that goes on as an actor. It's not, the crew, on the other hand, is constantly working, constantly working. It's like, they get no breaks. They're just constantly, boom, boom, you know, setting everything up, and then we gotta roll, so they gotta do all that, and so, but I'm so there, okay, eight hours, just, it's like, okay, it's four o'clock in the morning, let's go kill someone, yay! <laughs> so I, I learned a lot of patience with that, you know, which is, yeah. you know, it's, it's it, it, I, I really, I more of an appreciation for what the crew has to go through as well, because I, I think the crew, they're like the unsung heroes of these things, it's just like, you know, they, they are really, you know, working their tails off. Yeah for hours and hours and hours and hours, and they don't get the recognition like we get, because they're not seen. But like, we could not be seen if they were not doing their job. And they're all, every single person on that crew is critical to what's going on. Completely, yeah. No, I mean, I did, um, I've done two indie films that haven't come out yet because COVID, yay. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I got my makeup on and all that, and then, you know, like hurry up and wait, and all the effects, no, the effects, the crew, everyone, I'm like, I help with anything. I just felt so like useless yeah. and like lazy. Yeah, I, I had to get used to that like, can too I help because somebody with something? well, doing community theater, you know, they expected the you to team. help, okay. you know, help out, strike the sets and yes. stuff like that. And with union stuff, there's always yeah. like all these rules. Yep. Like you are told, do not touch anything. Yep. That is that's yep. someone else's job. That's just like um. So that was something I had to like. Mm. I want to get up and help strike and all yes. that kind of stuff, and I'm like, and but you know, it was like I, I learned later on. I was like, oh, I can actually help on this occasionally, <laughs> and right. not get in trouble for it. But it's like, but I, I it's just like that's something I had to get used to. Yeah, it might have been more difficult for you because you had so much makeup mm -hmm. on and so much costume on you. You don't want to mess that up. Yeah. But no, it's so it's so like a helpless feeling. It's like. Everyone's working so hard, and you're just yeah. sitting there. Yeah, it, it like, feels weird to just sit there and watch all this going around. Yeah. And you're, uh, you're busting cool. your ass, and you're just like, I wouldn't know. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's costly. Yeah, <laughs> like, sounds really nice. Me. Sounds really nice. Oh, yeah. uh, this guy probably never slept at all during the whole yeah. couple, couple of days. I was up for 26 hours. Oh, oh my god. I mean, there, there was. I, I, I still remember part like part two. 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 Oh, okay. But I think probably part yeah. one. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. It's brutal. Well, there was this one night that Damien was just curled up in a chair, oh. and he's just like, oh, God. Oh. "Okay, go." <laughs> <laughs> Cut. That looked great. <laughs> I slept Do it again. Didn't look at anything. Yeah, yeah. No. It was take four and six. I knew I had to. Yeah. But also, he was really trusting the crew yeah, yeah, yeah. too. He trusted right. everybody else yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure it was. You know. <laughs> right, and you trusted, you 
know everyone on yeah. the front of the screen yeah, to yeah. know that yeah. they were doing We were okay. well into them. I, I was just over there just cracking up because he did not like, his eyes were closed the whole entire time. I'm like, oh, he needs to go to bed. <laughs> and he still has to get my makeup off and all Lauren's makeup off and all this. I'm like, oh, God. And he's got to prep everything for tomorrow. I was just like, oh, it's okay. It's definitely not easy, but um, you know, it's, but you know what you have to do to get so it. Rewarding. It's the only way. Yeah, if it works, it's. I mean, it's, look it's at amazing. this. Yeah, no, right? it's incredible. Seriously, but yeah, I mean, that's how part one was. It was super difficult, and then you know, you think you have a bigger crew and more money on part two, and it's going to be easier. It was ten times harder. Yeah. Ten times harder because we bit off so much more. I mean, we did. We chewed it. We chewed the shit out of it. I mean, we definitely. But I mean, it was. It was a lot. It was a no lot chewing. of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's gonna show. Really it's gonna show. It's so chewing. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You know, um, were you surprised by any of the reactions to Terrifier One? Um. Yeah. Were you surprised that people got mad at the shooting? No, I, honestly, I don't, not really. I mean, I knew people were going to be repulsed. I mean, that's like with, with a lot of scenes. Um, I really believed that. I really believed we had something with with Art the Clown. So mm -hmm. you don't know what it's going to turn into, but I'm, you know, like I thought he was cool. I like to think of myself as a pretty, you know, decent horror fan who knows a thing or two about horror movies. And I was like, if I think this character's pretty cool, and they say, you know, yeah, decent enough people have to find him cool. Thankfully, you guys did. You guys, you know, we had the same taste to a degree, which is good. You're among um, friends. Yeah. In the same um, place. Yeah, so. There's a door up there. I was like, did you just bump I just saw, but that, that, he's a ghost. <laughs> sorry. He just came in for the panel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Surprised about anything? Surprised. Yeah, the guy in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the tattoos that started showing up on people's oh, bodies the yeah. was, uh, I'm like, yeah, like that, exactly. Like, to the degree of the, the following is just yeah. amazing. You can't expect that to, to happen. Well, what I've loved is, you, you've made me think of this, is how many little girls have are huge Art the Clown fans. Yeah, he's a like, very handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> but little girls love him. Little boys are terrified of him. They, he's I, a I, very I, handsome man. <laughs> 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 it is so funny. Oh, it is just so funny how I have like little little kids, like little boys, like they see me, they like go hide behind their parents. Little girls like, hi, Art, I love you. And girl Leo. It's so funny. It's like, yeah, these little boys are little chickens. <laughs> I love it though. It's like that's so cool. Just like I, I love seeing how it's like he he um we I I've, I've seen it like from like three year olds to when we we're in Texas there was an older couple that came down. Uh, they're probably in their like late seventies early eighties and I figured they were just getting autographs for their grandchildren. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 we're the fans. I was like, what? Oh. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I'm too. Well, you know, I swear to God. I was like, this is incredible. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. This is just, this is just it's so cool seeing it. It's across the generations. This is wonderful. I mean, there's also so much Art the Clown merch out there between the masks and. I mean, it's all unofficial, I'm sure. You know, 90, I mean, I wish, I wish that we had more but, official. At the same time, still so honored and yes. grateful that it's people are even willing to do it. Every time I see this you know, stuff, they bring it to the table. Yeah. Artwork, it's just like mind yeah. blowing. Jamie and I, um, and we have a proposition for anyone that can do it for us. Um, <laughs> who, who knows about girls? You'll know about this. Little BFF heart necklaces that you split apart. Oh, and yeah. We, we want Tara. We want heart. Or earrings, one half on one half. That's great. Um, but we want a BFF split girl terrifier necklace. Um, can somebody please make this happen and make our dreams come true? This is a this is a plea. Anyone who makes jewelry, can we do this? There's at least one person in the in the expo 
Oh, that does jewelry I saw today. Okay. Full handmade. That's it. Yes, I'm gonna talk to you later. Let's go for it. What about one side of Dawn and the other side of Dawn? That's it. Yes, I need to do myself. So I know a lot of people in this room are really inspired by you guys. You know, do you have any tips, good tips for somebody who's interested in delving into film themselves, whether it's practical effects, acting, or writing? What kind of tips do you have for folks? Yes, always just you have to just go and do it. Eat, breathe, sleep. If that's your passion, you have to absolutely do that. Nothing else. You should be thinking about that. You missed it. He didn't know there was a door there. How did you do that? He just totally disappeared. I didn't see him go out that way. How did he do this? You feel better. At least he didn't do like the Steve Martin, you know, Dirty Riding Scoundrels thing, just like. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, my question. Um, I, I uh, looked both ways before crossing the street. No, I'm kidding. Um, I would say persistence is key. Is uh, gosh, that's like if, if this is something you really love to do, just keep at it. It's just like. I was waiting tables for 13 years in New York City, just pounding the pavement, you know, going to auditions. Every random audition I could go to, I was going to. I would take extra classes, you know, just, just because a lot of the classes I took, they had casting directors and stuff like that, so I tried to go, and that way I could be seen by casting directors, so, you know, they knew who I was, and so sometimes they would call me in for things. But it's just, it's, persistence is key. It's, and you can't take things personally. It's just that you face so much rejection, and I think that's something is you need to learn how to do is to uh, you know take criticism, learn how to take that, and learn how to take you know uh, rejection that way because and you have to learn how to just let it go, just like okay, on to the next audition. I, I I've gotten like that now where I'm especially with voiceover work. I just record stuff, send it away, and I'm like okay, well who knows? And it might be months later, and they're like, oh, you got cast. I'm like, oh. Cool. Okay, I totally forgot about that one, but yay, yay! But you never know. It's just you got to keep on going, going, going. I'm like, I, I like to say is like with this. Um, I, I had just gotten back from my tour for Grinch, and I was, I took a few months off just to focus on um, auditioning. It's easy to lose focus too when you also have a survival job. Because you're just like I gotta pay rent and everything like that. Yeah, and it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and so you have to keep focused on that. And so I, I was like, I'm gonna just take four months off, live off the unemployment from my tour, and just focus on auditioning. And I was up for like four or five different Broadway tours that all fell through for one reason or another. And I was, just, I was getting so discouraged. I'm like, I am so close to something. I'm just no. And then this audition came up at Terrifier. This is perfect. I've always wanted to do some film work and you know, get my foot in the door here. So, <laughs> and it's like all of this, and it, you just never know. You know that you might not get cast in something for there might there for the reason maybe you didn't get cast in it, and it might lead to something else. Like if I had gotten in any of those tours, I wouldn't have been able to audition for Terrifier. I wouldn't have been able to film it. So it worked out the right way. So you just don't know. So it, 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 you just got to keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, and keep learning. That's another thing that's very important. Always, there's always something more to learn. Find people, you know, if you're not going to classes, just find other actors that are like your type. That's another thing to always say, know your type. I am not the romantic male, you know, Ryan Reynolds type Who's of that? movie or anything like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be that way. Send you my next script. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like know your type and find those actors. Like for me, I always would follow like Doug Jones or someone yeah, like that. And like I, I was like that's and so I would always watch his work and just learn from him and adapt and try to make things he would do and other actors that were similar, they would do it and try to make that my own. So just always something more to learn. So keep learning and keep persisting. I mean, you guys are living the dream, especially, I mean, you for the acting and keep on keeping on, but you had a dream and you did it and more than once. Yeah. You know, you just kept growing at it instead of getting your, your safe job, like some people yeah. over here, you know? <laughs> no, 
No, it's true. Yeah, you got to deal with a lot of, yeah. you know, my whole... And it's scary. And, and anyone that just goes People for it, stop. like you said, it's so brave. It is. You do have to be brave, but you have to know inside. Like, me, I knew that this was the only thing that was going to make me happy yeah. in my life. Like, And yeah. you have to... Listen, I mean, this didn't happen. This didn't take off until, like, 2018 or whatever. So, like like he said, he was waiting tables. I was delivering flowers my, my entire life. I was still working. And everybody in my life, just, they start looking at you differently. Like, you're still making movies. You're yeah. still doing this. Like, what are you going to, you know, doing anything real? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't listen. You can't listen to those people. You have to have, if that's your vision, you have to put everything into that. I always say you have to be willing to end up starving on the yeah. street, if that's yeah. what it takes. Because you will, listen, you, money's not gonna bring you happiness or anything like that. If you could be secure, you could have this and that, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you're gonna be like, fuck, you know, this is gonna yeah. end, here we go, it's over. And I never took that shot. Why well, didn't I make Terry yeah. Fire? It's true, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was one of the weirdest things too, is like right when Terry Fire came out, I was still waiting tables. Yeah. yeah. And so it was oh, kind of weird, I would get treated like crap <laughs> on the job. And I go home and I'm answering fan mail. I'm like, this is the weirdest job. <laughs> and I had this one night at this table, they were treating me horribly. Just like, just like berating me over, like, I didn't get enough rent from the side of my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working at Pizzeria right oh. now, guys. Oh, yeah. Yes, the, I understand. The, the people with rent, my God, chill. <laughs> but it, what was so funny is like halfway through all this, one of them like, you look kind of familiar. Like, and I'm like, this was even before we were on Netflix. And I'm like, I do? Like, yeah, we're... Yeah. It sounds weird, but... I think I've seen you online on something. They're like, were you in this movie called Terrifier? And I'm like, yeah. Like, were you in a comedy? Yeah. Why the heck are you waiting tables? I'm like, I gotta pay the bills. But it was so funny. It's like, after that, they were like, oh my god, you're awesome. Now you're a movie star. Yeah, and they're like, like, can I have your autograph? You only better tip me. It was, it was, there it better was, be a bad tip where that, yeah. so, that's another thing, tip your waiters well, please. Thank please, you. please, tip them at least 20 They're all struggling shows. actors. Yeah. <laughs> I always got that too, it's like, you know, we can pay like, $2 an hour, guys. In, in New York, you know, so you can't hit, you know, go into a restaurant and throw a quarter without hitting an actor. It's just like, it's, that's just how it is. So I always get these people, so, so um, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm an actor. Oh, well, um. Well, that I think you have. <laughs> I always loved that, so condescending. I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. And then I was like, lift off my resume, but like, oh. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, we're, we're people too. It's like, we're just doing this because we're, you know, this, it's a job, and it's like, especially waiting tables, that's one of those few jobs where it's actually flexible enough for you to actually be able to go on audition yeah, during the day. Because sure. I would work at night waiting tables, so I had my days free to go audition and everything yeah. like that. And, you know, you have to find that balance there. I was able to do that for a good while, and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. But it's like, it took years, yeah. uh, years and years of persistence, and just pure dumb luck. Yeah. I got one wrap-up question. Is there something in the industry that you haven't done yet that you want to? Like you've done everything, wrote, direct, effects. Oh, like one of those ones? Mm. You know, like, or anything. Do you want to act? Or even outside of the Or not even a little bit. Did you want to do effects? Like, yeah. Oh, God, no, I had Ian Sander directing or any of that kind of stuff. I did that one time in high school, and I was like, this is too stressful for me. I can't do this segment. Like, because it, it was a lot of slapstick comedy, and I was just trying to direct people how to do slapstick, and they just couldn't do it. And I was like, how, I would show them how to do it. I'm like, I can't you do this. It's so simple. Just fall down. <laughs> just fall. And I was like, I can't do this. It's too stressful. I'm like, this, I think that's when I started going gray. <laughs> but I, I guess, like, for me, I mean, like, uh, God, I mean, there's so much more I want to. Of course, like, Joker is the ultimate role that I want to play one day. I'm just love him so much. I'm always learning new Joker monologues and stuff like that too. So like, ah, it's just such a fun character. And also, I love that. I would love to go back into comedy somehow and do some more slapstick and all that. I, I recently started watching um, the the first two seasons of uh, the Goes Wrong show. It's from the UK. It's based on the the play. The play I saw the play wrong. when I was in London a couple it's years ago. Wonderful. Some of the best. Some of the best physical comedy you will see right now. The mechanics of those sets, let's mm -hmm. just talk about that. It's like, 
what? If it's you guys amazing. haven't seen the play that goes wrong, if you ever have the opportunity to go to this play, mm -hmm. you're gonna have a great time. Even I if you guarantee don't like it's probably come to Chicago or something. It's come remember. here before. Yeah. yeah or the show that goes wrong. Maybe I think yeah. they've had both ones come mm -hmm. here. But you, you can it's find so it online too. It's just it's wonderful. So I was like, I would love to do something like that because I, I kind of do miss being on stage. I miss doing musical theater, and that's another thing I would love to do. And I, I don't understand why they have not done this yet. And it just lends itself to a Broadway musical so so easily. And they've done other movies based on this work. I'm not movies, but um, musicals like Beetlejuice. And I'm like, why have they not Evil made? Evil Dead was a musical. Yeah, yeah, but why have they not made Nightmare Before Christmas into a stage musical? And I'm like, I'm dying to play Jack Skellington. And I'm like, I'm like, I just that's you could do so that. much cool stuff. Like, you get someone like Julie Taymor behind it or something like that, that do a lot of good puppetry and all that. Just there's so much creative things you could do with that. But I digress. <laughs> Maybe you need to be the one that does it. I'm not directing it, though. <laughs> no. I would say, let's start a petition. So I could direct the reboot of Friday the Thirteenth eventually. I will not do the. I can't do the effects. I just want to direct it. But give me a fantastic makeup crew and we'll yes. deliver deliver the goods. Just let me cameo where it's like the no, old guy going. Exactly. No, 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 and then art comes out of the water at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like a little flipper thing. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out to play with us again. Thank you so much. Thank you.